we're living in a time when that uh, we're uh, actually, I guess, surrounded with things that would miss, uh, take our attention off the things of God. And uh, so we're going to be talking about guarding the heart. Now, in the Bible, the heart is considered the seat of, of life and of strength. And uh, it means the soul, the mind, the spirit, one's entire emotional nature, and also his understanding. So when we're talking about a heart, I was, I was in a conversation just last week with my grandson. He was talking about the heart. I was asking him what the heart was. And he said, well, that's what pumps the blood in our body. And, and then we talked about what it means when uh, uh, we speak of the heart in the Bible. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're not, uh, of course, the heart is is uh, what pumps the blood in our body. But when the Bible speaks of heart, it's talking about our whole being, our whole being. And we'll talk about that this morning in some detail. <clears throat> in other words, the heart uh, is used figuratively uh, for the hidden springs of uh, the inner man, our personal life. Now, some uh, thoughts that might illustrate that. I copied down two or three to, to maybe name. Uh, love with all our heart. And, you know, you hear people talk about loving with all their heart, their whole being. Uh, our heart uh, is just not in. It means that somebody is kind of being drugged along and and their heart, their 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 whole being is just not in. Uh, we hear the phrase, we have a heart for it. In other words, when I think of Brother Jimmy, I, I think about a heart for winning souls, for giving out tracts, telling people about Jesus. That's his heart. That's what's coming from his his being. And it's a driving, it's a driving desire within one's life, the heart. Now, as we begin this lesson, I want to share with you a couple of verses in Romans, the 10th chapter. This is not the lesson, but I just want to share this with you get you to thinking along the lines of, of the heart. And the 10th chapter of Romans, the 9th and 10th verse says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, the heart is what matters. Uh, our inner being, our, our when we think about uh, when we think about the heart and how that we react to that uh, that inner person, uh, our whole being, it should be continuously on God, and that's what we're saved by turning our heart over completely to God and uh, becoming a child of God. So we're going to talk about guarding the heart. And I don't know if I can cover all this this morning or not, but we'll try to. Proverbs, turn there if you would to the fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. It says there in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we're told in this passage, we can put it in my words, above all else, guard your heart. For everything flows from it. Now, these words of wisdom emphasizes the uh, importance of protecting our innermost being. 
I said in, on the onset, we have so many things today that would challenge us to look in another direction than the direction that we should be looking, and that is to God. Uh, I find myself sometimes uh, wasting my time maybe watching a show on TV or something or, or doing this, that, or other. And uh, uh, when I could be studying the Word of God, I could be, uh, I guess, praying, asking God uh, love in my life to, uh, that raise me up and be a stronger Christian. So our heart is a source of our thoughts, is a it's a source of our attitudes. It's a source of our belief. It's, a, it's actually the source of our actions. So it's very important, very critical that we guard what goes into the heart. As this phrase came to me this morning as I was studying, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, right. That, you know, that holds true here. You can break in a lot of garbage, you're going to see a lot of garbage come out. And... Uh, we all are not living as close as we can could to God and His will, but that should be our design. That should be, that should be, uh, I guess, our intent is to to serve Him to the best that we can. But there's so many things to challenge us. It's easy for me to go in and play bubbles. How many people play but the bubble on the internet? I know some of you probably have. So I waste time sometimes doing that. When I could be studying. And that's just a small example. There's so many things that, uh, uh, you know, the TV is another big, uh, big thing that would, I guess, uh, get our minds off the things of God. And by the way, this is a good avenue for the devil to come into our life and to, to trick us if he possibly can. So guarding our heart is about protecting ourselves from external and internal uh Things that would uh, would hamper us from living in God's will. Now, we must be mindful of the things that we think about, the things that we see, uh, what our affections are, and the things that we give attention to. That needs to be a continual thing to us. That we uh, we challenge everything. Is this right? Uh, I don't do this as much as I used to. I used to, you know, anytime I had a radio or anything on in my truck or car, I'd have it tuned on the uh, the uh, uh, the Somerset station because every time I get in the car and turn turn the radio uh, turn the key on, here would come some gospel music and most of the things that I see on that on that Somerset uh, uh, station are are pretty much godly. They're pretty much straightforward and you know, I've I've heard a thing or two maybe that might be I have a little, a little bit of question about. But most of, but this keeps my mind when I go and turn around and it's singing about Jesus, it's talking about Jesus, preaching about Jesus. This is good for us. And anything that would, would challenge us to look toward God, I think is good. And so that's one of the things that we can do. Uh, you know, most of you know I, I'm, I'm a woodworker. I like to cut wood, uh, shape wood. And uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll be listening to gospel music or a sermon or something. It's time while I'm doing that. Keeps my mind on God and not necessarily on the woodworking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so guarding our hearts is very important. Whatever, uh, whatever I guess, uh, a thing that you have that would uh, continually uh, keep you turned toward God's will is good. And so uh, yours may be different than mine, but uh, it's, it's, it's important. 
So we need to guard what's coming into our heart, what we're listening to. If we're listening to a preacher or we're listening to a gospel song or we're listening, reading the Bible or we're praying, we uh, most certainly will be closer to God if we, we weren't. And so we need to, we need to uh, pay close attention to that. Be careful what's coming in. We'll we speak a little more about that later. Now, negative, bitterness, anger can take root in our heart if we're, if we're not careful. And uh, these things will lead to uh, sinful behavior. And for this reason, Paul says this in Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 31st verse, Ephesians 4, 3, 1. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all mouth. We need to get rid of it. I mean, uh, sometimes in this world that we live, especially in this world that we live, uh, it's it's hard to keep them getting angry, <laughs> getting confused, and getting, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, tore up and, and thinking about things that maybe we shouldn't be thinking bad about and so on and so forth. We're living in a tough time, a very tough time. And, uh, uh, we're living in a time when our government is not supporting uh, the Christian movement, and they do things uh, to hinder. And of course, I know that's the devil's work in the day that we live, and that makes us angry from time to time. But Paul says, "Get rid of that. Let all of it be be separate, be uh, out of your heart." Now, guarding our heart means choosing uh, to uh, focus on godly thoughts. Colossians, the third chapter and second verse says this, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, it's, you know, I'm getting older now, and I know that uh, I've got a lot of friends that younger than me that's dead and gone on. Uh, I know my days here on this earth, if the Lord don't come, well, I'm, my days here on this earth is short. <laughs> if the Lord comes back, I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll take me home. I know that. It's uh, getting older. But uh, especially younger people, they think the more of the worldly things than do the heavenly things. When I think about uh, uh, my life, and I'm thinking I'm in the closing years of my life, uh, and uh, maybe days, maybe months, maybe who, who knows? Uh, only God knows. But uh, uh, I think more and more about heaven, what heaven's going to be like. And uh, the rewards that uh, that uh, the Lord has for me. So uh, it's easier for me to set my affections on things above, and not on things of this earth. But still, uh, the devil there is there to hinder and cause us uh, uh, great distress, uh, if he possibly can. But uh, still, we're to look to things above and not things here on this earth. Uh, we are to lay up our treasures on earth, not here on this earth. Now, Philippians, the fourth chapter and eighth verse says this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, I mean... Uh, Brother Jimmy's had this conversation. I don't watch near as much uh, news as I used to. I I'll you know, I, I checked in on the fires in Hawaii. But most of the things that's going on in, in the world today, I find if I let all that stuff in, it just causes distress. 
<laughs> a real it causes stress in my in my in my life. And so uh, I, I found that uh, don't watch the news uh, if you don't have to. Now there's things you know I might check out. I know this last week there was some guy heading toward the fairground with bombs. He made some bombs in his truck here in Cookville, Tennessee. Who'd ever thought? Guy was uh, he was uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he had on his mind. He actually put it on the internet, I think. That's the way they caught him. But we're living in a stressful time. We're living in a stressful time. And so uh, what Paul is saying here in Philippians, the fourth chapter and eighth verse, he said, don't think on those things. Think on these things. Think on lovely things. Think on things that are a good report. Think on think on, on, on the good, not the bad. Now, uh, it seems like the news today is... Uh, just filled with uh, bad things, bad things. You know, you don't hear them come on the uh, on the uh, uh, line, and, and of course, most of when I think online, I think about all the cable, and all all the the broadcasting network. Uh, they don't come on the line and say forty five people saved last night. You don't ever hear that. You hear about all the bad things that's happening in the world. So don't think on those things. That's what Paul's saying. Think on good. And what is things good uh, thoughts to think on? Godly things. Now, guarding our heart means seeking wisdom and guidance from God. Look into God. That's why, uh, you know, and I've I've had this experience many times. You know, I wake up early in the morning, I can't go back to sleep. You know, one of the best things to do and pick up God's word and start reading. Start reading. Now, uh, read. Uh, I, I like I like Psalms. I read Psalms a lot. I got a lot of highlighted. Uh, this current Bible I'm carrying is not highlighted like some of my Bible. But I just flip through Psalms and read the promises of God and uh, uh, the things of God, and it uh, it really uplifts me. So uh, we we should seek the wisdom guidance of God in our life. And this old world will get us down from time to time. Uh, it'll get us down. And so we need to, we need to continue to seek God's guidance in our life. Proverbs the fourth chapter and seventh verse says this wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom and with all thou getting get understanding. Get understanding. Proverbs four seven. James 1.5 says this, If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So we're, we're to seek wisdom and guidance from God. So it, it, in my mind, it, uh, it means that I should be reading God's word and meditating on God's word continually, asking God in prayer uh, to give me understanding. Of his word. And uh, uh, <clears throat> here again, uh, you know, I, I've had questions in my life. Uh, I can, I'm, but I know, I know I've asked people maybe some of the questions that I have. They didn't have answers, but it, God, God, God knows all. God can give us answers to our questions. So we're, we are to seek wisdom. And guidance from God. 
And when we guard our hearts, we take responsibility for our mental and our psychological and spiritual well-being. Uh, <clears throat> it's uh, tough in the world that we live. It's tough. Uh, and some people have more problems than others. But <clears throat> by guarding a heart and not letting a bunch of crap in, as I've already said, uh, it will, it, it, it's, a, it's our responsibility. Close that door. Close that gate. So when things entice us, it's not of, of God. We need to turn away from it. Don't take a second look. And let me tell you, he, uh, the devil, the devil has got it out there for you to look at, got it out there to lead you astray, got it out there to hinder you in your Christian walk. By all means, if you're not a born-again Christian, he's out there to blind you as much as he possibly can so that you don't, you'll not come to the truth. So it's our responsibility. Now, in doing so, in guarding our heart and taking that responsibility, if you'll turn to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and we'll read the first three verses, uh, that's Hebrews 12 chapter. In doing so, we protect ourselves from uh, uh, sinful influences that impede our spiritual progress. We we need to grow. We need to continue to grow as we get older. Uh, hopefully, we're a lot stronger as Christians today than we were last year. So we need to continually uh, make it a point in our life that we grow spiritually. And take that responsibility. And one of the things to do that, uh, by doing that, is by uh, closing the gate to all these ungodly things around us. So, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do it so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the, of the throne of God. Uh, for consider him that endureth such a contradiction of sinner against him, lest any be weary and faint in their mind. So here, uh, you know, we just got through reading, if you've read, uh, if you've read Hebrews, we got, just got through reading, reading about the great saints of the Old Testament. And so they are witnesses of that, that uh, were served, they were serving God. And that was their witnesses. And we're uh, looking to them, looking, maybe in our lifetime, we look at uh, people that's already gone on. You know, I thought this morning I was saying about Brother Lord. I, I love Brother Lord. And me and him was pretty close from the standpoint that we talked and, and, uh, pretty much uh, bounce ideas off each other. And I'm talking about uh, things of God and, uh, and maybe uh, fishing and gardening. And he was also a good hunter. I'm not a hunter, but uh, he had a lot of good advice and I, and I miss him. But, uh, and I, I think he was a, he wasn't, I've known uh, pretty much Lord most of my life. Uh, I can't remember when I didn't know Lord, uh, but I knew him when, uh, before he became a Christian, and I seen him after he became a Christian, and uh, he was a great influence in my life. And so uh, Paul's looking back to the, the great saints of the Old Testament, and he, he made these statements. 
He said, just lay aside every weight, anything that would get in your way. Uh, make sure that you're not dragging something along that uh, is hindering you. Get rid of it and serve the Lord. That's what Paul's saying here. You've got a lot of uh, examples uh, was given to us in, in uh, the 11th chapter and before. Now, so if we find something that would be be uh, uh, hindering us, we need to get rid of it. You know, uh, you know if you've got uh, something you just can't leave alone, it could be woodworking, it could be fishing or whatever. Uh, it, uh, if, it's, if it's in the way, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Now, by guarding the heart, we become, we become what God and who God designed us to be. You know why you're living here on this earth? Anybody know? To serve God. <laughs> to serve God. Somebody said, I, I want to know the meaning of life. To serve God. That's why we're here. Notice what it says in Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse. We, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus or Christ Jesus unto good work, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So you want to know what you're here for? Good work. Serve God. Serve God. So when we start prioritizing what should happen in our life, Number one should be serve God. The Bible tells us we are to love God. That's the greatest commandment. Love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. He is to be first in our life. That's what we're all we're all designed for. That's the reason we're here to serve God and to love God. So, for we are His workmanship. And, uh, you know, I, I think about maybe my life, my experiences. Uh, there's been things I, I tried to do that I had to learn how to do it. Sometimes I've been bullheaded and went, went out on my own. Uh, give you an example of that. Sometimes I, I buy something that looks pretty simple to put together. And uh, I start putting it together and I find out that uh, I'm halfway, it's halfway together. And step two was I should have run a, a, a arm from A to D. And I didn't do that. But we have to learn. And as Christians, we have to learn how to live a Christian life. Where do you find out how? From the Word of God. And so that is our instruction. That is our instruction. And we should grow every day as a Christian. We should be more Christ-like. Every day of our life. Now, there's several reasons why that it's important, it's imperative that we guard <clears throat> <hurt> our hearts. <clears throat> First, our hearts <clears throat> have a significant uh, impact on our relationship, especially with God and with each other. And the condition of our heart can either draw us closer to God or, or further away. <clears throat> and when we meditate on the Word of God, turn to Psalm, the first chapter, and I, I, I meditate on this chapter a lot. Psalm, the first chapter, start with verse 1, we'll read a couple of verses. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scorn. But his delight is to his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now, <clears throat> you've got some warnings here. One of the things you see is that a man should not walk in counsel of the ungodly. We shouldn't be following the direction of the ungodly. And we're living in a world today where the ungodly is leading. And we need to be careful not to follow that leadership. Young God, it looks like everything that's going on today, the devil is using it to further his work. We've got to be careful of that. But notice, the answer to all that is, be delighted in learning more about God. Be delighting in his laws. Be delighted in learning. Gaining wisdom. When we allow the Word of God to sink into our hearts, we're uh, radically transformed. You know, in studying this lesson, remember, you know, I, I've been shown several things that, that need to change in my life. That's what it's. That's what the Word does for us. It'll cause us to change. It'll cause us to change. Be more Christ-like. God continually is telling us, you need to do this, don't do this. You need to do this, don't do this. And if you're actually seeking the will of God, you'll see that in his word. And he'll bring those, those I guess, ideas to fruition in your life that you, uh, you're doing things that's not right before God. You need to get rid of them. Or you need to, you need to uh, uh, do more of this and less of this. I found that to be true in just studying this lesson. Not a lying thing. I don't think, man, I, I, I'm paying too much attention to bubbles. I'm, I'm paying too much attention to, to the news. I'm paying too much attention and, and uh, things on the Internet. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, is interesting. Uh, you see the biography of the uh, some of the famous people of the day, they're interested in me to listen to, you know, uh, how their life went, things that happened in their life. They're very interested. But if it's taken away, if it's taken away the guarding of our heart, we need to get rid of it. So when we allow his word to actually come in and sink into our heart, we we accept his word, we find that it, we're radically, radically transformed. And uh, uh, we have... Not only a change in our life, but it brings it brings a greater sense of peace, of joy, and contentment in our life. John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse says this, The thief cometh not but to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come, that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. That don't mean that You'll be rich. You know, there's things that's worth a lot more than riches. And that's peace uh, before God. That's joy before God. That's what we're describing. Now, I know 
and turn the TV on if you want to watch some of the TV preachers. Or they call themselves preachers. I don't call them that. I call them, most of them are crooks. But they are. Sure. And uh, they're stealing people's money. And uh, they're not telling you about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not giving the plan of salvation. They're just saying, hey, this is what's going to happen to you if you'll give me a thousand dollars. The lies of the devil. But the peace, joy that God gives us, that's what, that's what uh, it should be abundant in our life. Now, Philippians, the fourth chapter, says this, the sixth and seventh verse, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known, made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And Galatians, the fifth chapter, says this in the 22nd verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That's what we should cry for. That's, that's uh, uh, I, I know, when I think about the gifts from God, this is what he gives he gives us peace. He gives us joy. When I think about him being abundantly, uh, I guess, bless, blessing me abundantly, it's joy and peace. Now, on the other hand, sinful influence can take root in our heart and can hinder our relationship with God. And, uh, you know, God don't look kindly upon sin. <laughs> you don't look kind of on saying. Don't let anybody tell you any different because if they do, they're lying to you. God hates sin. Now, <clears throat> when we uh, get too close to the world, allow too much of the world into our life, we struggle to pray. We struggle to read the Word of God. Uh, we even we might even feel distant from God. Uh, Somebody asked me one time, maybe several times, uh, <clears throat> how do you get the assurance of your salvation? Read the book. Pray. Read the book. Now, if uh, if you, if one of the things that's happening in our families today is a lack of communication, the lack of love, and the list could go on and on and on. Same thing holds true for God. He wants to communicate. He wants to. He wants to be uh, loved, and he wants you to talk to him, and he wants to talk to you. Communicate. What's happened to our families is there's no communication. If I don't ever say anything to to my family, they they kind of figure I'm mad at them. And sometimes uh, uh, they might get the wrong impression, but uh, most of the time they're they're right. Kind of aggravated, or, or you know, and that's what's happening there in our in our families today: lack of communication. So uh, we struggle to pray, and we struggle to read God's word, and uh, we from time to time we we might be distant from God because we've allowed things into our hearts that shouldn't be there. So we must guard our hearts. We must cultivate a deeper, deeper relationship with God. Pray reading his word, meditating, and applying God's word. Don't ever forget the word apply. 
You know, how many times I read certain verses and be guilty of uh, things that verse says not to apply God's word. Think about the blessings of God. Think about his promises. That's that's one of the uh, uh, gifts that God gives us that, uh, <clears throat> that is beyond any thousands of dollars that we can give. Now, <clears throat> and the second reason why it is imperative that we uh, guard our hearts is that uh, our heart impacts our relationship with us. Now, first of all, we are to love God. Secondly, all we are to love others. So, allowing sin or things into our heart that shouldn't be there uh, will impact our relationship with others. Our, if our heart's in the right condition, it can draw us closer or it can estrange us from each other. Notice what it says in Ephesians 4, chapter, and 32nd verse. And be ye kind one to another. Brother Jimmy's talking about kindness a whole lot later. Kindness one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now, I know we all got different personalities, you know what? I've been told by my boss before I got a leadership personality. When I say something, people take it as a command. And I, I don't necessarily see myself that way. But that's, uh, that's what people have told me. You know, when you say something, it's, 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 a, it's like it's a command or something. Well, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about being tenderhearted. We're talking about being forgiving. We're talking about uh, being like God. Giving us the Christ thing. Now, uh, <clears throat> if you're, let me say this, I, I've been around people that pretty much everything they do and say is like they're, they're trying to do it uh, for spiteful reasons. Things they say for spiteful reasons. That we're not talking about that. We're talking about being easy to talk to, about being easy to be with. Uh, and I, I've said this many times, the best way to reach somebody for Christ is to be a good example before them and then one-on-one communications with them. And sharing gospel with them. Now, we will be strong and have meaningful connections with people around us. If we have a heart of patience, we have a heart of understanding, and we have a heart of forgiveness, uh, it, that, that causes a mutual trust and a mutual respect with people around us. And uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, chapter and 25th verse, it says that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. So, uh, speaking of the hand, you know, if I, you know, I've I've done some things to my body over the years that's uh, been very painful. I guess one of the most painful things I ever had happened is I, I had I didn't know it at 
time, but I was up in a tree in the behind the house, and I was cutting a limb, and I was trying to throw it out over the tree to keep from breaking some of the other limbs down, and got my back in a twist, and for the next few days, I was that was painful. I've had abscess teeth, you know, and I've mad mashed thumbs. Most of you had all these problems, maybe not the tree deal. But I broke, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I, my two bottom vertebrae had, had uh, uh, actually grew together and had some spurs that had locked them together, and I broke them uh, when I was up in that tree. Boy, it's painful. And I was thankful that. Uh, there was I, one of the people who worked for me said, I tell you, if you go to my chiropractor, said, you know, they can give you some help. I didn't go to my chiropractor. I didn't go. Now, I got to, I got to the point where uh, three and four ibuprofen wouldn't even cut the thing. So I went. I, I pretty much took care of me. I'm thankful for that. And she found out what was wrong with me, showed me what was wrong with me. But uh, I've been through a lot of pain in my life, you know, uh, things that I've done to my body. Now, your hand, if you mash your thumb, your whole body's going to hurt. <laughs> you know, you don't get, you know, you, uh, most of you, everybody in here has mashed your finger at one time or other. Anybody not? You know, I've seen a child one time, uh, a car door slammed on their, their hand or finger and whipping them for it. I'm thinking, man, alive, my heart. Of course, they probably didn't even feel the pain or something. Spanking, but but how hard is it? Because that really hurts. You know, one part of your body affects your whole body. And so uh, it's, that example is given here in this verse. <clears throat> Let me go on. I'm about out of time. But uh, I, I want to share this with you. Uh, so we should be diligent, diligent to allow nothing to enter our heart that shouldn't be there. Now there's a song, Casting Crowns. I, I've never heard of this group before, but I've seen, I've heard this song. They had a song named Slow Faith, and it, it's, it's got ministers to me. This is not the, this is not the Bible, but it's from the Word of God. But uh, this song is Faith, Slow Faith, and most of you heard parts of this song. It was written in 2007. I figured it was written somewhere in 1600 or something. But anyway, it says. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hand as darkness pulls a string. Be careful, little feet, where you go, for it is the little feet behind you that are sure to follow. Speaking, of course, for children. It's a slow fade. When you give yourself away, it's a slow fade. When black and white have turned to gray, well, I've got a lot of members, members, you know, I uh, <clears throat> I want to say 40 years ago, I used to say 10 years, but 40 years ago, uh, people wouldn't allow things that they see today to be in their house. Today, we just take it for granted. You know, that's just the way it is. That's the way the world is. That's black and white turn to gray. And thoughts invade, choices made. Price will be paid. When you give yourself away, People never crumble in a day. It's slow faith. It's slow faith. Be careful, little dear, what you hear. When flattery leads to compromise, the end is always near. Be careful, little lip, what you say. The empty words and promises lead broken hearts astray. It's a slow faith when you give yourself away. It's a slow faith when black 
and quiet have turned to gray, and thoughts invade, choices are made, a price will be paid. When you give yourself away, people never clumber, uh, crumble in a day. That was written by uh, uh, Hall, Mr. Hall, John Hall, and uh, I never had to actually heard those, those were great before, but that song's got a lot of good meaning to it. We apply it to our life. So God, God in our heart and godly fear is essential, and maintaining a, a healthy heart is essential, and it involves in choosing to focus on the things of God and not on the things of this earth. It means seeking God's wisdom, His guidance through prayer and meditation, and allowing His love to flow uh, through us to others. We are to exercise discernment and uh, burn our hearts. We are to experience joy and blessings that come from living in a community uh, with other believers, and we can become a more effective witness in sharing God's love for mankind by allowing us to be saved uh, through the blood 